Welcome back to the Mercy Came Running Podcast. If you're here for the first time, welcome. If you're a frequent listener, welcome back. As a reminder, we publish podcasts here every Monday morning as an encouragement to start your week, as a pick-me-up in the middle of the week, or to reflect on the week gone by. Let's get into today's scripture. Christmas is for children. I heard that statement one year. Most of them I hear it every year, but there was one particular year that I'm thinking of that I heard that statement and I began to disagree. I was watching a television program and the person said, well, Christmas is for children. And I began to disagree with that. And I'm one that yells at the television. Uh, if I'm in a, watching a football game or baseball game or something, it's really exciting. Like Even movies and television shows, I, I yell at sometimes. But when I heard that, I wanted to yell at the TV and say, no, Christmas is not just for children. It's for all of us. But as I let my mind dwell on that some more, God in his ultimate wisdom led me to a particular passage that has really become one of my favorites. It's become something that means a lot more to me every year as we enter into the Christmas season. Have you ever been in that situation? You think you know all the answers to a particular subject or maybe a scripture verse, and then when you read it again, God gives you a clearer and more direct meaning. It's truly amazing how God can take a verse that I've read over and over and over again and bring it fresh to my mind. And he led me back to John 1.12, which says, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. And as I read that familiar passage, one that I've read many, many times, I just yelled, that's it. That's it. I began to hear what God was trying to tell me. And now some will say, well, you know, when John wrote this, he wasn't thinking about the celebration that we called Christmas. Now I'll grant you that one. And this really, really isn't a Christmas narrative like you find in Luke or Matthew. It's not really that. But this is the time now that we set aside um, to honor the Lord by remembering his entrance into the world. And one thing we must always remember is that Jesus has always existed. And God chose this way to reveal himself to us. But as I began to meditate on this verse, God used it to, to give me a whole new meaning about Christmas. The birth of Jesus came about so that we might become children of God. The birth of Jesus came about so that we might become children of God. Now, I want us to continue thinking about John chapter 1, 12 through 14, but I wanted to parallel that with Luke 2, with the story of the shepherds. Now, we talked about the shepherds a couple of weeks ago, but we're going to talk about them again and how this, how these two these two passages relate together, how they how they mix well, how they go together. And I'm going to begin in Luke chapter 2 and verse 8. And it says, In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. And then the angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. For behold, I've Proclaim to you good news of great joy that shall be for all people. And today a Savior who is Messiah, the Lord, was born for you in the city of David, 
And this will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see what has happened which the Lord has made known to us. And they hurried off, and they found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. These two passages that we're going to read today, they, they parallel each other. That means they, they relate to each other, and you may not think so by looking at them, but they are. They really relate to each other. The passage in Luke is a narrative, and the passage in John sounds more like a theological dissertation. But I want to share with you today three reasons that Jesus came to earth and three reasons why Christmas is for children. Number one, Jesus came for all people. That's what Luke chapter two says. Now, we're going to be going back and forth between these two passages, between Luke and John, and to kind of see how they, they parallel each other. But first, again, this week, I want you to put yourself in the shoes of the shepherds. Put, yourself, put yourself in their place. You've just been called to pull night duty to watch the flock. As you make your way to the field, you grumble, you groan, you complain about having to work nights again and the low wages you receive. You meet up with the rest of the night crew as your shift begins and idle chatter begins. You begin to talk amongst yourselves and someone's reading the Bethlehem Gazette to get the latest chariot race scores and you take your post another long dreary night and as you look up into the night sky the sky looks just like any other night sky that you've seen in the past but deep down inside you wish something different might happen tonight you then catch a glimpse of something something that starts out looking like a shooting star you you look at it the beautiful light and it, it seems like it's getting closer it is getting closer. And you think as the light continues to get bigger and bigger. And then all of a sudden, the, the light turns into some kind of ghost-looking person. And as you stumble around for your staff and you're surrounded by the light and you're almost blinded as you look up to get a glimpse of this being that stands before you. And then just as you're about to turn and run, you hear, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid, you think to yourself. Yeah, right. <laughs> but as you focus on his words, you find something very peaceful about him. Your eyes remain fixed on what you now think could be an angel. You, you can't be sure, seeing that you've never seen an angel before, but you remember a story you heard about a priest. What was his name? Oh, yeah, Zacharias. He saw an angel. So maybe it could be true. Maybe an angel could be appearing tonight. As you stumble to your feet, your heart's racing. Your legs are shaking. Your head is spinning. But as the angel speaks to you, your frightened, your frightened feeling seems to subside and be replaced by peace. And you begin to think, why would an angel appear to us? I mean, you're not bad people, mind you, but of all the people in this world, an angel has, has decided to appear to you? We're just shepherds, you'd think. 
And as this thought crosses your mind, the angel speaks again. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Why did the angel appear that night? It's a question we ask ourselves, that I ask myself every year. Why didn't God choose a ruler or someone important to reveal this news to? Surely he would have had more publicity that way. Personally, I believe that God shared this with the shepherds first to signify that the good news of the birth of Jesus was for all people. Luke 2 verse 10 says, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Why Mary and Joseph? Why a manger instead of a palace? Why not years later when he could view satellite TV? You know, God's ways are not our ways. But what he did that night was he signified that what, that the birth of Christ was for all people. John 1.12 says, but as many, as many, could mean all. But as many, it's open for everyone. It's open for all people. It's open for as many people as who will come. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right, the authority, to become children of God to those who believe in his name. See, the shepherds found joy in the announcement from the angel. And friend, that joy can't be bought. The true joy of Christmas can only be found in a relationship with Jesus. That's where true joy is found. The second thing is this. Jesus came to to redeem all people. Now, back to the story. As you think about what the angel just said, your heart leaps. You're filled with wild curiosity as you ponder what this joy might be. You open your mouth to ask, what is this good news? As, and it's as, as if the angel has read your mind and he says, for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Your mind quickly begins to think about a time when your parents had told you about the coming of Messiah. The teachers taught it. The prophets had prophesied it. Had it really taken place? You can't seem to contain your emotions and then your heart drops. Certainly Messiah would not come at night. He would come in the daylight. He would come in power and glory for all to see, to break the bonds of the Romans and Restore the nation back to Israel, and most certainly Messiah wouldn't waste his time on a lowly bunch of shepherds like yourselves. But you just can't get those words out of your head. For unto you, the angel had said. The thoughts raced back and forth through your mind. Could it really have happened? Could it? Even 2,000 years later, the thought still rings true. Jesus came to redeem all people. He came to liberate those who would believe on him. He came to set the captives free, a liberation that eventually would lead him to the ultimate price, the giving up of his life. But the message the shepherds had received was true. Messiah had been born. The one who would redeem the people had come. The prophecies were being fulfilled right before their eyes. 
And the Savior who had been born that day is still the Savior who redeems today. The birth that was for the shepherds is the birth that is also for us. For through his birth, redemption came to all those who believe. John 1.13 says, Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Jesus came to redeem the people. And the third thing is this. Jesus came to dwell among his people. Now, back to the end of the story. As the intensity inside you arises, you wonder where in Bethlehem he is. The angel begins to speak again. This will be a sign to you that you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. You seem a bit puzzled by this information. You think to yourself, a, a manger is a feeding trough for animals. Surely the angel misspoke. Surely he had been mistaken. Surely he meant to say a palace or something like that. You, you would think Messiah would be born in the temple or, or some holy place or some, some place important. And then you think, the angel had told you about his birth. You're not that important, at least in the eyes of the world. Maybe it is true, you think. Maybe all that the angel has told you is true. And as you huddle, huddle together with the others to discuss these things, a whole multitude of angels appear and begin to praise God. They continue to shout, glory to God in the highest on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. And as the angels are praising, you know that, yes, Messiah has come. Jesus, the one who is called Christ, truly has come. You jump to your feet and begin on your journey that will take you to a place that will bring you face to face with God himself. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is John 1.14, which says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. It's an overwhelming thought to know that God Himself came and lived among us. The word there in John 1.14 for uh, dwelt actually translate that, translates that God pitched his tent. God set up a tent and he camped with us. The Israelites knew all about that. As history would, would show that as they marched from Egypt back to the promised land, they lived in camps and they lived in tents. And for a while, the, the presence of God dwelt in the in the tent of meeting that traveled around the, the moving tabernacle that that uh, that moved around with the Israelites. God pitched his tent with man. That thought escapes me as I'm sure it did the shepherds that night. But then I think of another verse which says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You see, it was love that motivated Jesus to leave his glory to come to earth. It was love that motivated him to be born in such a humble place. And it was love that caused him to give his life so that we might live. Did you notice that the, the shepherds left something there in the field that night? 
The Bible says that they went with haste. They went in a hurry to see what the angel had made known to them. And they left their sheep. Good shepherds didn't do that. They didn't just up and leave the sheep that was that was entrusted to their care. See, that's important. Because when we have a chance to meet the Savior, when we meet Jesus, we forget about everything else. Nothing else is important. You forget about your troubles. You forget about what you were complaining about. You forget about everything except the one you want to see. Jesus. When you come face to face with the Savior, everything else is secondary. Christmas is coming up this week. And as we give gifts to those that we love this Christmas, let's not forget the love that was shown to us through the greatest gift of all. The one who was born in a stable in Bethlehem was the greatest gift God could ever give us. And you know what? As a matter of fact, Christmas is for children. It's for all of those who have been born the children of God. Thank you again for joining me on the Mercy Came Running podcast. It's my hope that it continues to be a blessing and an encouragement to your life. If you enjoy what you hear each week, share it out to your friends and family who could also benefit from hearing an encouraging word. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.